What's up everybody and welcome back Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast We're here visually and obviously on audio So those of you guys who are on audio, drive safe Enjoy your meal, enjoy your cardio session And if you're training, I respect that I do that sometimes Um, But for the guys who are here on visual I've been kind of wondering whether to do the visual side of things for a while And uh it was sort of seems weird to do it on your own like just like all right how you doing like just me and you <laughs> just watching this um and for a very long time like when i when i watch podcasts or at least yeah yeah when i watch podcasts that's the right thing to say it's usually with multiple guests and you can see them going back and forth the camera changes and like it kind of keeps you entertained right um and i don't know many podcasts that are just like single people apart from our friend Andrew Huberman not quite Andrew Huberman not quite a Stanford professor close but but not quite and uh, I've been I've been thinking about doing it for a while so we're going to start here with with me potentially we'll get some guests on down the line but definitely um definitely keen to get this this podcast up and running guys you guys have tuned in for over a hundred episodes now which is crazy over the last four years and um uh I'm keen to bring this back weekly because it, I feel like I love it and also the, the response from it is, is, is incredible as well. So we're here. We're out here. First of all, a little bit of an update. Two and a half weeks post-show. It's not even that much. It seems like it's been much longer since I competed, but it's been two and a half weeks since I competed. Um, and so much has changed. Like The goal originally before this was like, go compete in England, go compete in America two or three times and chase down that Olympic qualification and things changed man, things changed, the goals changed and um, obviously a lot of you guys probably follow me on Instagram, on YouTube, you guys already know, like I quit men's physique, I, uh, I hung up the shorts which is pretty surreal to say after five, six, seven, eight years of competing in men's physique like to say that I'm not going to be doing that again is is pretty surreal. But like I, I always always loved classic. I, I fell in love with Arnold and classic and, and the Franco and the golden era. And for me, that kind of was the initial goal. But just as a an 80 kilo little natty boy from Gloucestershire and Stroud, sorry Stroud and Gloucestershire, it was never feasible. It was never possible. You know, I tried. I fucking tried, and I realised it just wasn't possible uh, for a very, very long period of time until I made that decision to go assisted, and obviously use anabolics and and, and pursue that dream of IFBB Pro and the Olympia with what I thought was uh, a necessary. It is necessary um, in using anabolics. I kind of just like grew up with the men's physique category, if that makes sense. Like the standard of men's physique has grown over the years and I've just grown alongside it. Like I didn't outgrow it quick enough because year on year people got better alongside me getting better year on year. And I've never really in my entire bodybuilding career been at that point where I've been like, I'm bigger than these guys, I can beat these guys, I can uh, take the step to classic. Until now. Until now, I don't think it was feasible. I don't think it was within grasp. So I couldn't even see it. So I didn't even entertain the idea of going classic. But now, guys, after being five, six, maybe seven kilos under my classic weight cap, I appreciate what it takes to build that kind of muscle. But I also know what that kind of muscle looks like, you know, and what that could look like on top of this physique, which is what I'm focused on. So 
without further ado, I am now a classic pro. Um, you don't need to re-qualify or anything like that, which is, I actually don't agree with that personally. I think it's kind of weird. I think that you should, I think you should go and win a pro card classic if you want to go do classic, personally. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to complain because uh, I'm now a classic. I can just call myself a classic pro, but uh, I think probably like, like logically it makes sense that you should qualify, but I don't need to. So, the goals have changed, training programs have changed, uh, the coach has changed, oh my god, oh my god, the world's on fire, uh, I'm gonna get so much uh, uh, words in the ether that are gonna be going and flying around of what's happened here, oh my god, there's nothing that's happened here guys, I was with Cal for five amazing years. Five incredible years that changed my life and I have an actual YouTube video on this so guys I urge you to go and just check that out just to be explaining in depth about the change uh, and why and how so I'm not going to bore you with that today but instead I'm just going to say I'm with John Dewitt um, those of you guys who don't know John Dewitt he is probably in my opinion the leading educator in the industry of bodybuilding like specifically bodybuilding he has a almost like a university designed course for bodybuilding from peak week to steroids to uh, to deloads to recovery to <coughs> excuse me exercise mechanics and for me it seemed a bit of a no-brainer I kind of needed that little buzz in my life of just being with someone new and like I said go check the video out so I'm with John um, so new, new 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 class new coach and new country as well which is kind of insane so you guys also would have seen the YouTube video like I left the UK I gave up my UK residency in order to pursue a life that we dreamed of, a life that uh, I've thought about for a very, very long time, and now with the, the benefits that come with being a tax resident of Dubai, um, I'm going to save a lot of money, and it's going to facilitate a lot more things in my life. The ability to go to world-class gyms for my off-seasons, the ability to go to incredible places for TRT phases, to be able to explore the world, to be able to experience the world without the, the looming stress of next paycheck, next tax bill, next VAT bill coming and thinking you're finally getting ahead and then boom, slap with just disgusting amounts that you need to pay for what you feel like you don't really get back if that makes sense like for as long as i can remember i've i've gone private with healthcare for as long i don't even know i don't think i've ever called the police i don't think i've ever called an ambulance uh i got my school system of course which you know is flawed uh is is any part of my career right now due to or influenced by the school system no it's fucking not, man. Like, I literally struggle when I send that huge amount of money to the government. I think, you've done nothing for me here, you know? The school did the opposite for me. Me personally, not for everyone. Me personally. Appreciate if you want to be a mathematician or an English teacher. All right, go to school. But you know what? In this day and age of social media and specifically with what I do it becomes harder and harder and harder to find a reason to stay in the UK. You know, the weather's poor, it's not as safe anymore. Like here, it's safe. I can do whatever I want. You can walk out of the house whenever you want, wherever you want, 
not wearing whatever you want I was going to say but you can just there's no fear here you know along with uh, better weather along with uh, a visa system that allows me to only need to be here one day every six months if I want to be I will be here longer but that's crazy that means I can be here for one day and I can just use tourist visas to go around the world I can be in Canada for six months I can be in the US for, for three months I can be in Bali for two months I can be in Thailand for two months you know I can be in Australia for six months a year if I want to like all these uh, doors have now opened while being tax free which is crazy like tax free I'm going to earn 40 to 45 percent more money or keep it's just mind-blowing and it seemed a no-brainer when you work online when the infrastructures of my companies are on my little laptop here there is no need uh, for me to be there. Yes, Wanamar has a warehouse there, so I will continue to be paying my VAT in the UK or while I need to pay. When the, pe the people I need to pay VAT for, I will pay VAT for. But everything else, corporate tax, personal tax, my coaching company, tax-free, baby. So it's going to facilitate a lot of things in my life, which I'm super, super excited for. And all of this is to be a better bodybuilder. All of this is to get to the Olympia. All of this is to build the career and the life that I've dreamt of since since I was a, a wee nipper um, and, I, and I can't wait to just live it a little bit you know it, it feels a little bit weird right now we've only been here for five days so it kind of feels like you're on holiday almost it doesn't, it doesn't feel real that you're like actually <laughs> this is what I do now like, I'm here living so my, today's Tuesday five days after like I've just got over the jet lag we're just kind of waking up at normal times so it's like this is like our first this is how I feel like the first day of work quote unquote although I've been sorting out my visa issue my visas the last couple of days this is like the first day where we've kind of right let's hit the ground running I've got consult calls today sent up the podcast today we've got YouTube videos filmed yesterday like we are now kind of working towards that goal um, to, to just continually work which is incredible um what else is new? What else is new? Um, I guess we could go a little bit about blood work. Blood work wasn't too bad coming off post-show. Gotta remember guys, I was on blast. This is gonna be horrendous for everyone listening. I was on blast from September until two weeks ago, uh, which is a long old time. Um, like I said, and I've always said, uh, to the people that say, how long should you be on cycle? I ain't got a clue check your blood work that's what's going to tell you um when you should be coming off and when i did do my blood work uh 10 11 weeks ago it was good man it was good which is what made us jump into the decision of competing um obviously things went up a little bit we introduced things that are potentially a little bit more toxic to the body orals for example so they are going to push the uh the blood work a little bit south uh, and that's kind of where that went right so then the, the bloods are now not perfect they were pretty they were really really good uh, when i went into prep they're now not perfect now you can see the body probably needs a little bit of a break liver enzymes a little bit high um uh, kidney filtration a little bit low but those those general wear and tear uh vibes of being on steroids where you're running a super physiological body like you run something you run a you run a little one liter engine very very hard it's, it's going to pop one day and that is very very similar um, to the body so you need to kind of back off and that's what we'll be doing now so a little bit of a sports TRT phase um, over the next four to six weeks and then potentially I'll drop down I'm going to wait for John's big word but 
got like four weeks here now in Dubai, and then uh, me and my partner Amy are going to go on a holiday for 10 days, which we both can't wait for. It's going to be incredible. Uh, it feels like it's been so long since we have had a real holiday. We actually came to Dubai in December with the thoughts to have a holiday, and the Olympia was on, and I just was like, I need to be training right now. Like I felt like I was going backwards, so we flew back and cancelled that holiday. So we've not had a break. I've not had a break potentially since post-show last year and Amy's not had a break in even longer than that we've not had a break together maybe even since like December last year not last year but the year before so it's been a very very long time and that's got to come once that's done we'll fly back to the UK for a two, for two weeks and then we're going to go to Canada we're going to go to Canada for four months um, pure muscles and fitness in Toronto uh, why? Because it's one of the best gyms in the world and it's my off season. Like, I want to be around winners. I want to be around Olympians. I want to be around the best bodybuilders on the planet when I'm pushing my body to the limit. And that is the kind of uh, the plan, like, over the next foreseeable future is to, in those push phases, be in those environments where you can push hard. And when, when I'm, the goal isn't build muscle and it's to actually recover and the quality of gym and environment isn't as like heavy weighted go to some places to enjoy the fruits of the labor while still working you know like there's some pretty darn good gyms in thailand there's some pretty good gyms in bali like good enough for six weeks so downtime in bali and thailand sounds good with a transition in dubai to renew the visa good thing about the visa one day every six months so you can go canada back to dubai renew the visa bali blah, 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 blah. of course i'll be paying a little bit of a premium because you can't get the long term uh, uh places to stay cars to rent and stuff but i'm saving 45 percent of my wage so it's, it's less of a worry i could even pay 20 percent more for all of those things and still be saving 20 percent. that's oh, that's mind-blowing to me so it's, it's a huge year inbound quite intimidating quite scary because I think I think it's just general life that you're not really taught to go spread your wings and fly you're not really told to leave you're not told to uh, or it's kind of like strange to leave the country that you're born leave your family and, uh, and, and, and spread those wings for me my dad's always well my, for the last 10 years my dad's lived abroad so the concept is a little bit less foreign to me which I think is probably what's helped me make the decision to move. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a few weeks has happened, or a hell of a few months has happened in terms of what's changed and the things that are about to come. Uh, they're going to be incredible, and, and I can't wait to take you all through it. In saving so much money, I've got Loki with me. You know, you guys have seen the incredible uh content we've been producing instagram the reels the youtube like i don't want that to stop i, I want to tell the story to inspire people to motivate people and doing that on your own like with a camera like this in my face it, it, you can't capture it as well it's not as je ne sais quoi. it's not as it's not as you know you need someone who can tell that story and i and i can't I'm not good enough. There are incredible YouTubers who can do that on their own. I can't. And this is just such an incredible opportunity to facilitate that movement as well. And, <coughs> you know, the, the the feedback that we get from you guys is absolutely awesome. And uh, we don't want that to stop. So that's exactly what we're going to do. That's the life date. The life update. 
um, managing my hunger really, really well, managing the post-show phase really, really well. Oh, stop smoking weed. Fucking hell. <laughs> I've been smoking. Uh, uh, people always ask me how much I smoke. I never say it because people are weird and people get funny about it. I smoke about an ounce a week and that's cannabis, by the way. And I've had to, here is highly illegal. Uh, and it's not something that I'm willing to put my life in jeopardy, the future of my life in jeopardy for. Um, so we've gone cold turkey, today's day five. I'd say day one, I was sweating an ocean out at night while freezing cold. Day two was like a smaller ocean. Day three, maybe like a river. And then four and five were puddles. And now I'm like, I've got like droplets. So I'm hoping by like day seven the full physical withdrawal would gone i actually had like chronic headache the first two days i got here as well um so anyone who says that like being addicted uh, physically addicted to cannabis isn't real like a hundred percent is you haven't smoked enough try harder <laughs> um so you definitely can be psychologically you could be addicted as well i don't think i'm psychologically addicted um or i don't think i'm addicted in general because i can just stop but like i have that physical withdrawal um, and actually probably a little bit of mental withdrawal those first few days. I feel much less it now, like I was snappy. Temple's a little bit more, frustration a little bit more. Couple that with coming off prep drugs, couple that with the prep hunger. Like it was just like, uh, you know, it was kind of annoying, but I'm feeling pretty good now. I'm feeling pretty good now. Like the sleep, sleep last night was the best one yet. I did about four hours straight, toilet break, two hours, toilet break two hours but like that's pretty good considering like two or three weeks ago i was up like six seven eight times a night trying to pee so there's that as well <laughs> bit of a silly one but people always ask me you know how are you gonna deal with it you just deal with it like come on it's not it's not a big deal i've smoked enough in my lifetime to kill an elephant so uh no big deal and I'm a big boy and I can deal with it and I'm going to Canada where it's legal so <laughs> it ain't stopping yet uh, that's like the life date I'm, gonna, I'm just going to run through a few photos um, photos few few video a uh, few questions for you guys um, just so we can add some little bit of content here there's some nice questions here uh, we're just going to start with the first one. How can you not buy booze or weed in the UAE, but you can buy, easily get anabolics? So, you can drink in the UAE. In fact, it's a drinking culture in the UAE. A lot of people think that you can't drink here. You can get absolutely nullet. There is all-you-can-drink buffet uh, brunches. There is bars. There are clubs. It's, like, normal. It's literally normal to be drunk here. So, don't worry about that. Harder drugs, non-prescription drugs are no-no's. And if I'm honest, like, I'm not a big fan of alcohol, and I think alcohol should be pretty pretty restricted. Like, if weed is, then it should be as well. But, like, that harshness of law is, like, what keeps it safe here, if that makes sense. And actually, they've, they've found a really good balance of, like, the punishments are fucking strong, so you're so scared to do them, so no one's going to do it. In it, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're in England, right? And you want to, like, no one's going to steal anything from here, right? You leave your Ferrari keys down in your Ferrari, no one's going to drop it. You put five, like, there's all these tests online. Look how safe to buy is. They leave their Richard Millies out, their Rolexes out, and they walk away for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. They see no one steals it. Because the punishment's so fucking bad. Why do we do that everywhere? Like, I don't get it. Like, if you're in the UK, like, why don't we just make, like, why don't we make paedophilia the death penalty? Why don't we make 
stealing from people the death penalty because you ain't never going to do it and then you're safe you know why you, it's, it's just it's, you know it's weird that there's like tears of punishment because people were just like people's risk to reward is worth it you know like why are we why are we making their risk to reward worth it like it, it seems seems kind of say i'm sure someone's got a very good answer for me but the balance is really really good here um anabolics easy to get here i don't really know why to be honest but it just is um is there a time you ever thought of quitting and what made you keep going um yeah 100 percent. i think even in this prep i remember sitting up one time in bed and i just said to amy i said like i can't do it anymore i can't do it this is killing me when you when you get out of bed and you've got a 12 13 14 hour day your cardio your training your steps and then hundreds of clients like hundreds of things to do on your to-do plan clients all that kind of stuff and you're just so heavy and you could you, you're like struggling to put your underwear on and you think i can't do this what gets me through it is the moments that i've achieved after those moments and i'm fortunate enough to have achieved and understand how those moments feel that ifbb pro moment is probably what gets me through all of it because i know how good that feels you would go you would walk through the sh the, the valley of death to feel that feeling again it's i've not had i've not had pure euphoria like winning that pro card since that was 2020 it's three years <laughs> you know this is the best feeling of my life so far and it's like the best drug you'll ever take without obviously it being a drug and it's that feeling that you chase and it's that feeling that gets you through it along with an amazing support system like when i said that she goes yes you can get up and i'm like yeah okay i can so combine it with knowing how strong your goal is and put those people around you that know how strong that goal is and you can't lose you can't lose at all um, would you ever train in martial arts? If so, what would you start with? I'd probably start with jiu-jitsu. I would do, um, but not in bodybuilding. Like, I'm a big believer if, of if you want to be good at something, do it. You, If you want to be the best at something, only do that. I get a lot of people that say, I want to be a rugby player, but I want to get bigger. Uh, no, I want to be a rugby player, but I want to compete. I want to be a football player, but I want to compete. No, no, no. You want to be the best at something, only do that. Trust me, there is no one on this planet who will be better at one thing than the person who has done that all their life, you know? So commit to it, commit to that thing and stick to it. Um, but when it's all said and done, bodybuilding has gone and my, my goals have changed um, jujitsu because it's just like the, less, the least offensive. I don't want to be getting hit in my head like repeatedly. I don't think anyone wants to, I don't think anyone should be getting hit in the head repeatedly unless you're making millions from it. And I definitely won't be after a bodybuilding career. So something like jujitsu, which is amazing for self-defense, amazing for uh, cardiovascular energy, flexibility, all those things. When will you reach your goal of being Mr. O? Fucking hell, big question, son. Um, I give myself five years. I give myself five years. Realistically speaking, I reckon I need a year off, compete, get on the ladder, go away and improve, top three, go away and improve, win. That's how I f realistically see. That's what my brain sees. That's what I, I foresee in my future. I think 
if I look at the rate of gain, the rate of progress I've made over the years, that like four, that three to five year timeline is probably where realistically that happens. Hopefully it happens earlier, but that's where I think it happens, if at all. Um, I'm very, very aware that it's a very tall order to be the single best person on the planet at that moment in time is very, very difficult um, in anything, in any discipline or any sport. So the stars definitely have to align for certain people. If you think about uh, Brandon Curry might be one of those people or, or people who have won the Olympia once, I think the stars aligned really well for those people. Unless you are uh, a genetic phenom in Seabum, in Phil Heath, uh, who just can win and win and win and win. I think, I don't know whether I'm there yet. I don't know whether I'm that guy. Like, I've got to get to that level of muscle mass first to be like, yeah, I can be that guy. Odds are I'm probably not. But I do believe that that star, the star is going to align one day and I can do it, for sure. For sure. A bit deep, but what gives you joy? Wow. Wow. That's the Owen Wilson voice. Wow. Um... It's obviously going to sound super cliche and pretty like, well, of course it is. But just like, I get my joy out of making making other people happy. Like, I, I get my joy out of being able to facilitate experiences and moments, like life moments for people. Like, that really, really gets me going. And I probably didn't know that until... America last year like I'm, I'm a pretty frugal person frugal means like I don't like to like flash cash I don't like to spend loads like I'll buy what I want but I don't like want like loads and loads of things and I've always had that like I've, I've always had a conversation with myself if I want to buy something three really good reasons of why you want it and then you can get it if you can afford it and it's and it's not a, an issue and I think when we went to America, it was probably the first time that I said to myself, just just let go, like just do what you wanna do and if it means that you pay for people, then it, that's what it is. So, you know, like I, I paid for a good few meals, I paid for some of my friends' flights, I paid for Airbnbs, you know, where potentially uh, uh, that financial impact would have a really big impact on them, but not me. But in me doing that facilitated us to have, and I would, you know, I'd like to say that they probably feel the same, life moments, like life moments. We flew around Tampa to Texas. We had amazing food and I, facil I facilitated a lot of it. And I just like, that made me feel incredible. Not because it's like, yeah, look at me, but just because like to see those, like to share those bits of happiness with those people was just so fulfilling for me. So I think that I didn't know that that is what filled me with joy until like that moment. And I think that I'm gonna be chasing those moments. Um, and that doesn't, you know, and being in Dubai is gonna help me do that. But um, that's, that's, that's probably one of the biggest things for me. I've got many, many things that fill me with joy, which is obviously incredible. Um, but that's one that sticks out. And that's one that's new as well. So I thought that'd be quite cool to tell that. Uh, back to bodybuilding. <laughs> Why have you brought in the bent over barbell row? Um, so I brought in the barbell bent over row because your boy's got a shit back. Your boy's got a weak back. Um, my erectors, lower back, that lower density, especially now what I'm doing classic. 
is going to get found wanting uh, in, in, in men's physique where I can just have my hands down I can almost like pull my elbows down and add thickness to my lower back but as soon as you lift that arm up in a front dub or a rear double the, the thickness of that lower back goes and I have avoided lower back loads for the last two, three years you know, hurt my back once, typical story I'm never going to do it again and uh, it's probably encouraged the uh, weaknesses in my physique when it comes to classics so that's why, nothing crazy barbell row because I think full sending into a deadlift or an RDL would be a little bit too much so it's like a baby step towards that if that makes sense this guy goes roughly monthly yearly savings on tax now that you're in Dubai compared to you might as well ask how much I earn son don't you hey um, put it this way it's a lot of money it's a lot it's, it's enough money to warrant leaving my entire life in the UK not that there's loads there like my mum is there uh, my car is there until July you know it's a lot of money it's a lot of money I don't I don't people get funny about money people get funny about talking about money um uh <laughs> I'm just like in my head I'm going do I just say the fucking number or do I like hint at it I'm gonna hint at it it's six figures plus m maybe even multi uh per year which would be insane just would save in the bank and to think that you can then another thing which is amazing about Dubai is like I can just use that bank card like I can a normal bank card like if I want that money out of my like you can earn let's say you earn a hundred thousand pounds in your business in the UK great well done you haven't earned that personally if you take that 100k out personally you pay 45 percent tax on it right so you earn 50 you know so it's all good having a high revenue company in the UK but as soon as you want to use that money you can't unless you can swindle away to say that it's for your business which is just like gray area gray area it's just who wants to be in the fucking gray the whole time you know like I get asked by my accountants every th every every month what was this transaction for? Can you prove that this is for your business? I'm just like, fuck off, mate. Yes, it was for my business. Like, I don't have to, like, justify it. Like, but you do. It's the, it's the law. So you get that freedom with it. And I think that's probably more alluring than the money that I save is I don't have to constantly justify what it's for. Um, so, yeah, you know, hope you guys don't hate me for that. Uh, we'll just do a few more. I don't want to bore you with a long, long, long one today. Um, we'll just keep it fresh. Uh, this is a good one because there is something I would change. Uh, if you could go back in time when you started gear, would you change anything? No, without this, without the, without the, this, the, the risk of sounding uh, encouraging here, I would do more and I'd do it for longer. <laughs> like I was 25 when I started, so for me that's pretty old you know like a lot of guys here like you think about Seabum he had a he had an Olympia at 26 or Jeremy Bundy had three Olympias at 26 obviously he would have had to start gear earlier like he would have had to start steroids earlier so I think for me where I started was perfect but I'd like to go a bit heavier because I went I, I used 250 milligrams of testosterone I actually think it was underdosed I was literally at like 40 milligrams 45 uh, sorry 45 nanomoles which is like 50, is probably like 50% higher than what I was naturally. Whereas when I do my blast now, I'm like, you know, 250, 300% higher than when I was naturally. Uh, I did that for about five months and then I prepped, but 
realistically speaking, I think I could have pushed it a little bit more. Uh, and in hindsight, like if I was to take someone now, that's probably what I would do. Push them a little bit harder, a little bit earlier. And uh, we'll leave that there, guys. We're just creeping up over half an hour here. We're going to keep these between that sweet spot of half an hour to 45 minutes. And uh, I hope you guys kind of enjoy these. And as you kind of start listening to them, I hope you kind of get back, uh, tune into the Instagram when I do put up the quick Q&As. And you guys can ask some really personal questions. And it gives me a bit of a chance to not just like write a paragraph and put it on there. Put a picture up and say yes. It gives me a chance to kind of unpack the question and uh, get a little bit deeper. So, guys, if you enjoy the podcast please drop a rating, please tag me in your stories at Bridging the Gap Podcasting, please tag the YouTube channel at Bridging the Gap, uh, and I appreciate you guys all so much for tuning in, thank you so much, Bye bye